Hi there, um, welcome and a special welcome to, to Sally. Sally, do you want to just tell us a little bit about, about who you are and what you do and that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I'm Sally Taylor. Um, I'm based in Poole. Um, I'm a part-time house for duty pioneer curity type person in the Anglican Church. Um, but um, my parish is in Hamworthy and Turlinmore. Um, I've been here since, um, well, late August. Um, and yeah, so I'm really loving what, what's happening here. And I'm also working for Pool Missional Communities as well. So that's part of my role. So it's a lovely interlinking of, yeah, lots of different strands and seeing what God is doing here. Um, so yeah, I'm married to James. He is a chaplain in um, Pool Hospital and Dorchester Hospital. And I've got three kids and mad dog and chickens and things. Oh, wow. So, Mad, um, mad, mad yeah. chickens sound good. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The dog is more mad than the chickens, but uh, yeah, they're great. They're really great. So yeah, so I haven't been here very long, um, and just enjoying what I'm doing and seeing what God's doing. So yeah, really good. And so, um, so you, you, I remember one of the sermons I heard you you, you preached when I was um uh, when I was at, at your church once. You were talking about creativity. Um, is, is that something that's so important to you? The whole creation, creating. I think um, yeah. I think it's about my passion is about enabling people to be all that they can be, all that God has called them to be, because every single person is different on this planet and it has a unique gifting, a unique way of looking at the world, a unique kind of approach to God and creativity amongst that. Um, and I think part of my journey really to this point has been people who have who've seen what God sees within me mm -hmm. and, and encouraged that out. And I think we need those people. So I'm really passionate about enabling people to yeah to encourage others to see what you know basically be discerning what is within us all so that we can be all that we're called to be um so and i don't think there's enough people doing that so that's like a real thing for me um seeing, seeing and nurturing potential and releasing potential and that sort of yeah yeah yeah, I know yeah mine probably looks different to that but i think it still has its root in the same thing of who's god called you to be what's god put inside you and how can we yeah. How exactly exactly so yeah when i preached that sunday i shared a little bit about um a poem that was written by um marianne williamson she's american um and she talks about kind of all of us being children of god and born to make manifest the glory of god that's within us and i love that yeah. and i think you know that kind of comes into all of who we are and we're all called to carry that light and to show it to others so yeah that's a big part and the creativity part comes into that because we're all made uniquely so we're all going to express our praise our worship in different ways and how we honor god how we honor other people and it's all kind of part of our worship lifestyle if you like um, yeah because i guess that idea of work we often think of worship as just singing really don't we often yeah. uh, you know yeah. and actually interestingly with lockdown we haven't been able to sing and i wonder and that's meant or or, or his singing's been very much curtailed or we have to do it with a mask on we have to you know it's been yeah yeah, yeah. you almost that i wonder whether whether this is going to mean that as we come out of lockdown maybe there's a greater creativity in how yeah. how we worship yeah. you know i think so because i think it should be, i think we are made to worship 
and we we often put it in a bit of a box that is just worship on a Sunday in a building um, led by a band or by an organ and that's kind of it but actually I think it is it should be our whole lives yeah. and so that's what we've been looking at a little bit like prayer as worship as well that actually you know rather than having like a list of people to pray for and ways to do that just to come into God's presence and go wow we we are we are so it's so awesome that we can be in his presence and that and prayer be a part of our worship yeah. um and i think yeah and i think not being able to sing has challenged a lot of people because they thought well that's the only way i could worship but that you know it's it, yeah it's so much broader and wider and I often think of like monastery life that a lot, you know, there's been a lot of writings from years and years ago about worshipping God through everyday stuff. Yeah. You know, like peeling the carrots to washing up, like actually, yeah, it's like an expression of our love for the Lord, like in all that we do. And that kind of blows my mind. I'm not there at all yet. but I'm, I'm miles away from there. But I, yeah, me too. Wasn't it Brother Lawrence who talked about that idea about practising the presence of God as that habitual idea of God with us, of Christ with us, that that perpetual thing. And I guess there's also, wasn't St Paul said about, um, in Romans 12, about um, offer your souls and bodies as living sacrifices, this is your spiritual act of worship. So actually our worship actually is all that we do is who we are for God. It's our whole life, every bit of it is is worship, um, which is a a radically different way of thinking about it, really. It is. I think we kind of often, as Christians, we've kind of come to look to Sunday for our our kind of, that's our worship experience for the week. But actually, it's the rest of the time. It's all of who we are, really. So that kind of whole, um, and also like kind of thinking of how we care for the world, how we outlive our lives to our families to our friends like yeah. it's, it's a very different approach and i'm not at all there but i'm being quite challenged yeah. by by this when i was at college a long time ago now um because i'm old but um, was i had to write this essay about worship and um and um i'm not very good at greek in fact i'm I remember saying to my Greek lecturer, the only Greek word I know is kebab, and she said that's Turkish. And that more, <laughs> or, less, that more or less set that the, the level, really. <laughs> but um, the, I, I, there's that verse in the Bible that says the religion that God finds um, acceptable cool. is, to, um, is to look after widows and orphans mm. um, you know, in their distress. And the word, worsh- the word religion and worship actually... I yeah. found out from my Greek dictionary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you have the same. Uh, 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 is it, is it, that's an adequate translation. So, well, to worship yeah. God's find acceptable is to is to look out for widows and orphans. I was thinking actually, it's not so much about the widows and orphans. Actually, it's about who are the widows and orphans in our society. Yeah. Who are twenty first century widows and orphans? I guess it means the people who are who are vulnerable, yeah. the people who are having a tough yeah. time, the people who are who are. Um, yeah struggling along yeah 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 Yeah, definitely and i think you know and that is how we are as christians yeah it's outworking into all the stuff that we do um you know into yeah whatever we do it's that sense of worship to god and and then i think people see that light within us it's like i think i don't know who it was but might have been augustine or somebody said you know preach the gospel always but if necessary use words yeah. and i i love that because i think it should be so obvious yeah like who we are it's not it's not often like i think for me i think well i've done a bit grumpy and whatever but you know the reality is that's what we're called to i think 
Um, actually, the, the opposite works, isn't it? Sometimes it's uh, you know they what was it someone else said? Um, I can't hear what you're saying because your life your life is too loud. Mm. I've got your words. That idea about our words mm. and our works and our and the wonders that God does through them need to all be harmonised together. Yeah. Otherwise, if they're if they're massive contradictions, yeah, we yeah, have then... our own story. Really, we we we're, yeah. we're, you know we're we're not yeah. worshiping. We're yeah, we're, exactly. We're, yeah, exactly. We're, I was reading the other day about um. I always have a bit of a passion about John Wesley and, and people, great kind of great guys of the faith and um, like Whitfield and people like that. Yeah. But he, you know, John Wesley, when he was at university, um, him and Whitfield and a few others, they set up this thing called the Holy Club. And they had like all these questions, searching questions that they would ask each other about their lifestyle and, and, and how they did their life. And it was really practical stuff, but it's things like, you know, how are you getting on with your friends like have you got issues you need to like it's really kind of modern in that sense but mm. it's all about kind of our our life and who we are mm. reflecting the light of christ and actually then you know then people kind of see um what what jesus is about um and yeah i was just i was just really interested because i thought quite often we're not as a culture we don't like to kind of go well i'm not sure about that but you know, we kind of think we're called to live holy lives, and that's that's quite a challenge in the environment we're in. I think at the moment. Thinking, well, how does this look like as a as a friend, as a as a dad, as a as a, yeah. as, a um, yeah. as a sibling, as a cousin, yeah. as a colleague, yeah. as a whatever role we we're in? Really, you know, actually, yeah. that's actually got to got to work in the way that we're. Yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. Everything the outworking of everything. Yeah, so yeah, I think, I think it is mind-blowingly challenging. <laughs> <laughs> taking your other thing you said about that, who we are, because mm. um, that whole idea about, you know, going back to Paul's idea about the spiritual act of worship, it also says, it says earlier in the passage, don't let the world, I think it's a, um, Eugene Peterson's um, paraphrase, don't mm. let the world squeeze you into its mould. And I, mm. I certainly... I certainly found when I was at college or or or, or started doing vicaring, there's definitely a mould or expectations or yes. people yes. wanting to be a certain way. And actually, surely God's created me to be me. And actually, how to yeah. resist the cookie cutter that says I need to be yeah. like this or like this or yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. To be me doing yeah. what God's called me to do. I haven't got an answer to that really. I don't know. If no. you've got that, really. I think I think it's about um, finding people who can support you to be you. Um, yeah. Because I think, yeah, definitely for me going through the kind of Anglican training scenario and I didn't quite fit into pioneer or kind of straightforward ministry. I kind of almost had one foot in both camps and and often felt like I was, you know, kind of a voice saying things that were not understood or or just it was me saying it and it was like oh well that's Sally and you know and that's that's quite a lonely place so I think oh, oh, I think good. we've got to be um we've got to be looking out for people and gathering like-minded people in that way mm. um and allowing them to be to have that voice mm. um and to be valuing difference and valuing breadth and I think I think the church is changing as well I think the pandemic has kind of been a catalyst for for people being yeah more open to to difference but I think I think um it's about owning what you're called to do um and yeah and you do need people who are going to support you in that I think it's really really important um otherwise it's a very lonely um trail and and 
you know you can just give up um and i think yeah sometimes we can get squashed a bit in that as well actually you know I think yeah. we can yeah yeah keep on saying discouraging things and it's harder to get back up and harder to keep saying them and sometimes you think oh i'll just i'll just bite my tongue i'll just i'll just yeah this one out. Yeah. I'll just, i won't fight this battle and actually be yeah Sort yeah, of, you know, not being all that God's called us to be, all that yeah, all that exactly. we could be, all that God's God and um, what God longs to see happen doesn't always yeah. happen because we because we don't feel empowered yeah. or enabled or equipped to do that. Really, yeah, I think exactly. One of the great tragedies that happens sometimes. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does within big institutions, um, you know, where there's always, there's been a status quo and how things are done, and it, and if you bring a bit of challenge to that that that's not comfortable none of us like to be challenged about okay. you know the ways we look at things or the ideas that we have and yeah. if you have a bigger institution that's been going a certain way for a long time to have people who, who kind of a little bit niggly on the side it's not comfortable um so you know i totally get why people don't want to why quite often it's a bit kind of awkward um but i think the way the world is going the changes that have happened because of covid I think it's an amazing opportunity for the church to be brave um, and yeah. to think to think boldly and to re you know just kind of reform in a way of thinking what are we doing and why are we doing it and what is God calling us to be and do in this time um, and that's gonna be different in every context but there are some fundamentals yeah. that you know that could be looked at and I think in many dioceses around the place they people are people are being braver yeah. and thinking more missionally thinking about yeah all sorts of different ways to do ministry and that's brilliant so yeah. That, yeah so maybe there's something also about you know sort of being the if you feel like you've got a bit of a prophetic voice or a voice that says things that maybe people don't want to hear that kind yeah. of might be just keep on saying them keep on saying them be yeah. brave, say it again yeah. even though it feels like no one's listening say it say it one more time yeah, yeah. and that is that i think that i think that's part of my calling is 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 kind of bringing the challenge and that's really uncomfortable and um you know my my upbringing was was to not to not really be that person who who would say the difficult thing so it's really interesting isn't it i think um i was saying this to someone the other day i think that if you look at the kind of thing that was most contended over growing up like or um you kind of developing as a person that's probably the thing that god is calling you to because there's most battle over the thing that's almost squashed in in you so you need people to see that and to be able to go now that's what god's calling to you because you know i kind of grew up being very quiet and in the background for lots of different reasons um and it's just really interesting and then that again is kind of one of my you know let's look at what is god calling you to probably the biggest battle is over that because you know the enemy doesn't want that to happen yeah um, and but yeah yeah you know that valuing that god has made you because for me i had a real massive thing about um realizing that god could actually use me i, I sort of believed hypothetically that god could use me because i knew god could use anybody and god even uses a donkey and all that sort of malarkey <laughs> but i actually believed that he really actually yeah. could and did and does was, was yeah. mind-blowing for me but yeah we don't we yeah. don't actually believe that that god can and will and wants to it's almost yeah. like this thing that he uses other people oh yeah he uses, yeah, exactly. yeah but he's not gonna actually use me yeah. no and i took me so long to believe that god was calling me to this whatever this role is um 
and it took a lot of people to go for goodness sake like i've had dreams about you being you know being ordained all that I'm like really and i remember my old vicar who was brilliant in all of this but he said sally you're the sort of person if god wrote you a letter saying dear sally taylor i would like you to be ordained in the church of england you still discount it and i was like <laughs> i would Ooh, that's a bit <laughs> so um because i you know i think it takes a lot of guts sometimes and when you've been somebody at the back of church and you think i haven't got anything to offer and then you know but actually god you know always yeah has a plan for all of us whatever that is um and that's a real kind of and i think sometimes we look in the wrong places for leaders we often look for the people we look at the people who are you know up the front and kind of pushing themselves forward and actually probably biblically we should look at the back because if you look at people like david he was the youngest mm. he wasn't even around um when you know when they were looking for the next leader and you know that that is yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I, I, I put something slightly i've got a book coming out and i put something in there about i can't remember what i called it now was it crowning king Eliabab? i think he's the name of the oldest brother and saying yeah. that 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 you know if it had been up to us yes we'd have, yeah. have crowned the oldest brother yeah you know, straight yeah. away it would have, yeah, it would have been exactly. a, would have, would have said oh this is a no-brainer yeah. yeah and yeah. we completely missed the person yeah. that God had called um you know and uh, I think that's I think that's a dangerous challenge really you know that but actually it's trusting that God even though it doesn't look yeah yeah actually God's way actually is the best way and God's yeah, way, it way works it uh, is. Also that whole thing about um broken systems as well actually that we often try and make something work because we think it ought to rather than actually saying well God what are you calling us to do and actually yeah. you're you know maybe taking a city by singing around it um yeah yeah it wasn't a great strategy but god's way worked or yeah in a rock but god's ways work and that idea yeah yeah, god you know what you're doing and actually we can when we step out in faith you are trustworthy and you do bring the fruit yeah exactly exactly and that's a real challenge because again i think we we're influenced by culture and success and onwards and upwards and even within christianity i think that's become a little bit a part of our culture that you know our numbers and success and whatever yeah. but actually god's kingdom is upside down it's totally totally opposite to where the way the world works yeah we've got to keep coming back to that um you know blessed are the poor in spirit like it's, to- it's totally different to what you know even sometimes what the church believes so we you know we kind of got to get back to that kind of outlandish grace that god is about um and yeah and i think coming back to people who are prophets and you know kind of looking at all the different roles that god calls us into that would be great to see more of that yeah that's um, five, that fivefold ministry fivefold mission, yeah yeah, yeah ministry, apostles, yeah. apostles prophets evangelists Just teachers and shepherds or pastors yeah yeah because yeah. we never talk about that very often you know you're, 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 people have this idea of a pastor or vicar minister to make yes. them want to leave the church and yes. you never really and the, the sort of apostles prophets evangelists yeah. we often don't talk about so much but yeah churches we sort of largely talk about we want our yeah. vicar, in inverted commas yeah. to, to to teach a bit on sunday morning and be nice to us but yeah. That, yeah. That, that whole that whole slightly more edgy stuff about you know what's yeah. it mean to be apostolic to hear the heart of god yes. what does it mean to yes. be prophetic and speak god's voice what does it mean to be evangelistic and give good news yeah. to other people yeah that, that, yeah that's at the heart of the sort of kingdom dna really and yeah it is and i think you know we can't look to one person always to fulfill all of that because i think quite often the vicar or the pastor has feels like that they've got to be all of that 
but that's not it's not realistic Omnicompetent, can they? You know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think you know, and again, I think there has been a a lack of you know identifying those giftings in a way. We focused on the teacher pastor a lot, but we haven't focused so much on you know apostles, people who are like really bold, who have visions, you know, who really run with that, and the prophets who are going to say uncomfortable things um that people may not always want to hear but it's important that we hear it um and i think yeah that's something that an evangelist rather than kind of saying oh will you just do that thing over there actually really valuing what they're doing and you know um yeah really i think it's just all part of us functioning of the body of christ and you know hopefully out of coming out of lockdown is more of an awareness that we can all offer something and we're all we're just part of you know we're all level we're all equal and you know we've all made been made uniquely and we've got to discover what that is and run with that um so yeah i yeah. wonder if there's something with that interdependence um idea that you know that the body needs each other if i weren't here how, yeah. how would you how would you yeah. see if the whole body was yeah. a, was a foot yeah. how would it how would it yeah, I can't remember where I read it or heard it, but somebody was saying about that, that within the church, you know, like if, if, the, if you don't have a leg, for instance, you can't, you know, easily stand up. And, you know, it's the sense if we don't have evangelists and we don't have apostles, we're all like, you know, kind of, you know, unbalanced. Like, and, yeah, yeah. you know, I found that really interesting. Um, yeah. And, you know, why we end up getting focused on one one thing more than another because um, we need yeah, different so. lenses to, to actually give us a full vision I wonder, yeah. I wonder whether there's something too about the um nature of 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 interdependence being the fact that actually god deliberately hasn't given one yeah. person in the church yeah. thing but actually he says you know actually the, the only way that you're going to be all that i want you to be is if you work together but actually it's almost a bit like yeah. It's almost scattered yeah. exists amongst the, amongst his people, so that when we come together, we, we have something beautiful. Yeah. But actually, we can't do it on our own. We yeah. Need, yeah. we need to, the togetherness. No, exactly. And that fits in with that whole yeah. idea of where there's unity. God commands yeah. a blessing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's real power with unity. I think, and I think community. Like we are made for community. You know, we're made to you know operate together. You know, sharing the you know realities of of knowing christ you know amongst us in all different ways yeah. and if we're we're out of community that is very hard um but modeling community and how we do that in a new kind of scenario now you know we're not all living in villages where everyone knows each other we're not always knowing our neighbors you know even as churches we're scattered sometimes and how how does that what does that look like um you know in the now you know um, but yeah, we're made to support each other and encourage each other and enable each other. So as we come out, as we come out of lockdown and we're thinking about interdependence and discovering God's call on your life and knowing afresh who you are and a challenge to think and be different, what do you think God's saying to us as we as we emerge from one thing into a into a slightly unknown new future? What would you What would you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a brave time. I think it's it's a time of kind of reforming, reimagining. Like I think of kind of the Potter's wheel, and like you know, if we were to totally give what, however God wanted the shape to be of church, what would that look like now? 
um and that i think that's what i would want to say that that kind of that challenge of you know are we are we brave enough to let god take the reins yeah. and redirect us in yeah. new paths new ways maybe looking back to you know really ancient ways but also you know thinking about how we you know what do we do with our buildings do we need them do we you know do we need to change stuff radically um yeah i think i think it's i think it's a really brave time and we you know but it i'm really hoping people i think there are a lot of people who are thinking creatively and differently about what church is but i think also there needs to be almost like a back to basics why do we meet mm. as christians what is church about what do we think we're doing because i think then people would be like oh hang on it isn't necessarily about the building or it isn't necessarily about this that, and the other we meet because we're community we meet because we love the lord and we want to serve him together draw out each other's gifts be his body on earth that's the basics i think we've got very consumed with the add-ons which um you know over over you know many many years so it's it's not going to be overnight but i think it's a great opportunity to think some things will have to die and but there will be new life um and yeah i think it's thinking in a strange way it's an exciting time in another way it's a very sad and difficult time and people will see will feel both those things some people will feel great loss about what has gone and has died and others will feel excited about what could be um, but i think as leaders it's about enabling people to be braver and to see potential in you and whilst also honoring kind of old honoring heritage but not so much that it controls what we're doing for the next however many years <laughs> we're all doing stuff um yeah no thank you yeah. no thank you so, so much that's that's given us a lot to a lot to think about that's uh, that's been, been really challenging so thank you mm -hmm.